Amazing team in the building. We got Big Mike, Prince Allen, all the way from Kansas City. Money B, Digital Underground, let's go. If you like what we're doing, hit the subscribe button. What up, is your man Money V? Repping that bass shit all day, bitch. And I'm chilling with I Only Touch Greatness Podcast. Great steaks, great staff. Head over to the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, St. You. You're looking for a bar. Head on over to. I always say same old song, y'all. Favorite song. Uh, it's just the same old song. It's the same old song. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll be right back. I gotta take a leak. So I'm draining, entertaining. But I got fame and the bases I touch. Too much for me to try to be naming. Hey, yo, he saw me on cable and grip. I busted in and I was going to win. I Clark Gable back in Oakland. It's the same old song. It's Morty Shorty. Same freckles and hat drinking the same story. Love, how you doing? Well, I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing. Oh, you heard that I was banging. Your homegirl you went to school with. That's cool, but did she tell you about her sister and your cousin? This is the hottest place. I'm Ryan, by the way. I'm going with Big Mike. Big Mike. And we got Prince Allen all the way here from Kansas City. What's good? Blessings. It's an honor. Truly an honor. Been listening to y'all's music for years, man. Like, you can even see it on my poster and all this. I love it. Love it. You know, I just just did a song where, where my guy, he, um, from Kansas City, about to put a song out that I did for him. God damn really? it, what's his name? Yeah, um, uh, fuck, uh, I can't think of his name right now. That's crazy. He's gonna come back to really? me. Hey, yeah, let me know. Me. And, hey, I, and I'll support it, especially in Missouri. Okay. That's what I do over there in Missouri. Okay, so that's what's up. Let me know. So, it, it'll be an honor. I swear it would be an honor. You like one of my. You and Shock G is one of my favorite groups of all time. Appreciate it. Thank you. So growing up in Oakland, correct? Uh, what was childhood like? What was what? What was childhood like growing up? Oh, um, childhood. I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't exactly the normal childhood, I would say. Um, a lot of people know or don't know that uh, my father was in the Black Panther Party. So I grew up. You know, I went to the school founded by Huey P. Newton and the Black Panther Party. Kind of grew up uh, just, you know, in the city, living like like we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and plus, you know, my, my family's originally from Philadelphia. So, you know, I would travel from back and forth, East Coast to West Coast, you know, in the summer times or when I didn't have school. So I kind of, even though, you know, I'm from Oakland, the Bay Area, 
um, a kind of experience both coasts growing up. Okay. Okay. Do you, did you play any other, any sports or anything uh, when you're growing up? Did I play? Um, well, the only thing that I really got into, well, when I was younger, younger, I played hoop until uh, I stopped growing and everybody kept growing. So <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, you know, I'm five, three, so that, that didn't work out for me, but I actually wrestled in high school and I, I was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'm not much taller than that. I'm only five, five. So yeah. So I could, uh, I was choking cats out <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah. They always told me my growth spurt was coming. So I've been waiting since elementary school for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say uh, your biggest influences are in your career? Um, one of my biggest probably is, is too short just because being from Oakland and him being there and me actually being able to see somebody in my city physically touch them, um, it gave me the inspiration or at least the belief that I could do it too. You know, because when I was growing up, I thought that you had to be, more than likely you had to be from New York or even LA to put a record out, you know, because we didn't, we didn't, the labels and, and the, and the, and the uh, companies weren't around us. But then, you know, too short. I I had his tape since like 1983. That's when I first heard Too Short and Freddie B. And the first 12 inch that he put out was in 86. So when he actually put out a record and I went to the record store and bought a record with Too Short, I was like, no fucking way. You know what I mean? Because remember in 86, and you think about it, it's amazing that he's still relevant because in 86 is when Run DMC put out Raising Hell. And we look at them as like relics. Uh, yeah. Karis One and BDP and all of those guys, but when you think of Too Short, you still think of right now. So, yeah, you know, I think I think we have to appreciate Too Short for the the, the work yeah. and the and him to be very relevant. And he's even got new music right now too. With that, that's what I'm saying. Sport. He has a new record right now. Yeah. We got an album out with with uh, E40 that's out yeah. right now. Mount, so, yeah. And Mount Westmore, the one with ain't gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, and my Rushmore, yeah, but but my Rushmore with Easy, not Easy, but uh, E Forty, Snoop, and um, and two, well, yeah, and two and short. Yep, and yeah. Ice Cube. So, um, what what age did you start rapping, and when did you realize you were good? Um, you know, like I said, growing up on both coasts, I was always exposed to music, so I, I think I probably really started taking it a little serious right around 13, 14. And by the time I was 15, 16, people were telling me that I was good enough to do it for real. So um, at, a, at that age, I just had, had the belief. Now, I didn't know when it was going to happen and how. I just knew eventually that it probably would. And, and it, it wasn't like, I'm like, oh, I'm good. It was like, enough people around me were telling me that I was good enough that I just had that belief and I always had the support of my family, you know, and close friends. Okay. Right. And that's a good thing. Um, what, what made you, um, because I always, well, I always was listening to digital underground. I'm like, who came up with the name and did you, cause I was looking at it a little bit. Did they even want to pick you yet? Uh, on the, on the, on the ground? 
And how did y'all come with the name Digital Underground? Um, Shock G came up with that name. And from what I understand, it was like, you know, because 87, 88, when we really, the group really started, um, there was no digital. Everything was analog. You know what I mean? So there was only talk of digital. Or, you know, digital was very futuristic. And we, we, you know, we set out and we believed that our sound and our music was, was the future. It was futuristic. But at the same time, hip-hop on a whole, on a whole was still underground, right? So representing hip-hop, it was, still, it was still an underground music. It hadn't gone totally pop and, and everything that it eventually would become. Yeah. It was still an underground art form, pretty much. So, you know, yeah, the, so, so basically if you put digital and underground together, by our meaning, we're saying we're the future of this genre, of, of this hip-hop that we do. Okay. Right, because y'all was the future, because to me, I, I, I put it like this, y'all was kind of like the P-Funk of, like, the futuristic style of, you know, hip-hop. Like, y'all was kind of like the parliament from, oh. from, the hip hop era, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all sound was so crazy. And speaking of the sound, like who was y'all's producer too? Because this, just that chemistry. And how was that chemistry like with you and and the rest of y'all like in there? Like how did that come? Shock G was the producer. Shock G and DJ oh. Fuse. Yeah, we we did everything. Like Shock, he it was his. It was his baby and it was his vision, right? So he he was the producer. He did all the album cover art. He drew all of that shit. Um, he produced the Humpty Dance, Do What You Like, you know, all of our big hits. Yeah. He produced Fuse, helped produce and, and did all the scratches. You know, we, you know, conceptually, we all came up with these ideas. We were bringing musicians and different people to add to, um, but it was it was all us. Personally, Humpty Dance is one of my favorite songs. Oh, it's in my top two or three. I even dance around because I look like the song. Is, I look like Shock the White Shock G with my beak, and then, uh, and and then, uh, so yeah, the Humpty Dance was it. It was inspired by the earthquake I read somewhere. Can you tell yeah, us well, how that happened? Well, we we had the song before we had the dance, but we had to do the video. And a, a week before we did the video, there was the big um, earthquake in San Francisco in 1989, October yeah. of 89. And, you know, when we were kind of like trying to figure out what the dance was going to be, um, between Shock and my, and my younger brother, Cullen, they were kind of goofing around. And it was like, man, you know, what if, you know, move like like the earthquake, like we shaking, you know what I mean? And he started making that, he, you know, making the motion and then we just associated it. It with it, you know. So we definitely were inspired by that event for sure. Okay. Hey, well, that was crazy because Mike, um, you got one. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite venue you performed in? What's my favorite venue? Yeah. Um. Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think I always liked you know back in the day. And, you know, especially when we when we really started rolling, some of the clubs in Europe were were more advanced than the than the clubs that we had in the United States. I remember going to 
a club in like Ireland one time. And I mean, they had like, a, and now mind you, this is, this is still in like 89 or 90. And they had like a $2 million light system in this club. Oh, <laughs> this, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just <laughs> like, I had never seen anything like it. And, you know, they just took that shit real serious and, and, and did it. But then as we, as we went on, I, you know, I, I remember us performing at Soldier Field, right? And that's, you know, Chicago. Soldier Field, you know, could fit 100,000 people. It's like that's one of the legit. biggest that ever paid. Or, or, um, or um, Wembley Arena in mm. London Holy. with Run DMC. That shit was nuts. That's huge. Yep, and Public Enemy. Okay. Right, hey, that that's real huge because um, didn't your um y'all's first like tour was with um with NWA, RPE? Nah. no, our first tour was with Big Daddy Kane. Oh, with Big Daddy Kane. Okay, okay. Well, Big Daddy Kane, um, Latifa, Queen Latifa, third base, and um, Queen Latifa. It was Big Daddy Kane. Mm. Digital Underground, Third Base, and Queen Latifah. That was like the core of the tour. But then as we went to different regions, you know, the different acts would jump on the tour. So, you know, I remember Chill Rob G was on, you know, the East Coast leg of it. Uh, we had... Um, Did y'all have, uh, like, Jay-Z over there, too? Say what? Did y'all have Jay-Z over there, too, before? Yeah, Jay-Z was... He used to, um, you know, Kane used to have Jay-Z come out and rap with um positive K while they while they um while Kane would do like a wardrobe change or something or right. change the set. So Jay would come out and and rhyme. So he would he was he was on a lot of those shows with us. Uh, when did you first meet Layla Steinberg? Um the day I met Tupac. She was the one that introduced him to the to the to the crew. And okay, then uh, my next question was going to be, when did you first meet Tupac and how? And then I thought about what you were saying earlier and it being like Panther Party and stuff. And I figured maybe it was through that, but is that? Nah, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, Tupac was, you know, Layla Steinberg, she managed Tupac. He was in a group called Strictly Dope with Ray Love and DJ Diz. And she was trying to get him signed with, TNT Records, which is the label we were signed on, and Atrium Gregory was our management. And so they were auditioning for Atrium and Chuck and, and well, Atrium to see if he wanted to sign them. And he asked all of us to come, you know, be his hip hop ears to listen and see what we thought. So we, you know, they pulled up, jumped out the car. And, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. We were standing outside in front of the house on the street and they just started busing. And we, you know, I thought they were cool. Okay, right. right. And I was about to say, man, like, cause I was watching, cause I I love looking at um, same song and how much same song had impacted not only me but a lot of people like us. And how was it? Because and also it was on a movie with. You know, Dan Aykroyd and and John Candy and Chase and how was that feeling doing that same song? And plus, 
Eazy-E was also, Eazy-E and Dr. Dre was also in it. How was that chemistry of um, that video at that time? And how was it to you? Well, I see he's froze right at that question. All right. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to repeat it. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite Tupac song? Um, so, I mean, yeah, so many tears. Hands down. Okay. You have a favorite. And how, how was it? How was it working? Because was you about to play the part of Steel, or what? What was you auditioning for the movie Juice? Too. Oh yeah, I, I, I auditioned to play Steel, but I was a terrible actor. Couldn't. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> and you played your was that true? Was that true too? Did he? Uh, did he read the lines, and that's when they caught wind of it? Say that again. What? Was was it true when he was starting reading the lines when y'all was auditioning, and that's how he got well, on there? Well, he was helping me prepare for it, and then we all suggested that he should audition as well because he's the one that actually had, you know, training as an actor. You know what I mean? So we were like, you should be doing this, and so we, you know, through our management and everything, hooked it up. And we got him at audition, audition as well. So, you know, me, Tupac, and Tretch were in there auditioning at the same time. What was your feelings when uh, Tupac got introduced to the rock, or inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I thought it was well-deserved. Like, you yeah. know, he should have been inducted a long time ago. I didn't know he wasn't inducted, you know? Okay, and what about... Uh, yeah, acting. You were in the movie. You played yourself in the movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. What was it like playing yourself? I mean, it wasn't pretty hard. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was hard. Nah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you know when somebody tells you to be yourself, and then they want you to be yourself a certain way. It's kind of weird, right? But but they right. they allow me to kind of just do it my way, but more so, you know, I was in the movie as myself. I didn't really have a lot of acting lines to do per se, Yeah. but I, but I felt like I was most beneficial, you know, as a consultant of sorts, like during those scenes of, of the digital underground period, you know, they allowed me to say, yeah, we did it like this. No, it didn't look like this. Or, no, it was more like that. You know, so they leaned on me for my, you know, to consult them on how to make it as authentic as possible. And I was able to do that. Is young hump actually shocks son? No, Oh, okay. he is not. Um, his real young humps. Real father is actually the jazz bassist Stanley Clark. Oh, okay. So oh, wow. He has, he has, he has that lineage in his blood, but young hump was also picked personally by shock G to be the successor of the nose and to really, you know, and carry on the legacy of the Humphreys. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to shoot one here. Uh, did you know Biggie very well? I didn't know him very well, but I did know him. Okay. Okay. And I, I met him through Tupac. So, you know, he was Pac's friend. Yeah. And we've, we've been around and, and, you know, when he comes to the Bay, I try to see, make sure that he was cool and, Things like that. Talking about uh, Pac's friends, we had another guest on, uh, Richie Rich. I'm sure your buddies with him too. 
Uh, right. You ever seen his? You ever seen his custom bike? Isn't that fucking sick? It is. It's dope. Yeah, the orange <laughs> one. He had, he brought it out. He's riding it on the show when we were doing our interview with him. Yeah, Rich is fly as fuck. Yeah, and, and another friend of ours from Oakland. I mean, Octavius Miller. I don't know if you know him from the West Coast Hip Hop Awards or Dante Marsh, a football player. Yeah, I know. Um, I know uh, Octavius. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I used to go to all uh, all his awards when he came up the West Coast to Pacific Northwest. Okay. Um, um, I got one. Yeah, y'all was like the first ones that actually first hip hop people to have George Clinton in the studio. How was that working with George Clinton? Like, how was that vibe working Fucking with? Fucking awesome, George? I bet. Uh, it was amazing, and it was it was totally natural. Like George is just, you know, he's up, and he just right. got he has a he has an energy and just a, a aura down there about him that you know, yeah, you, you gotta respect it, and you just gotta love it. Like the, the energy is love the whole time right. that he's in the room, and you know he really appreciated us because when he he almost felt like even though we were sampling it, the the funk. We were actually making new funk instead yeah. of just using the funk. You know, we were creating our own sort of sort of funk. So he felt like, you know, that's why the album was called Sons of the P because we were direct descendants, the sons of, of the P funk. That's what Shock is. And even to this day, you know, Shock and 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 George have like this real father son relationship or big brother type deal. Are you a big right, titty or a big out. ass guy? Say what? Are you a big titty or a big ass guy? Um, I'll probably go with the anus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like to throw, <laughs> I like to throw that, that in so, once in a while. Just throw that well, in. Hey, 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 it's better than anything. So I, I always wanted to say this, man. Sex packets, man, is one of the, I think, is one of the best because of just the beats at that time, it was so 90s, and it was it gave life to a lot of the golden era. Like, what was one of your favorite songs off of the Sex Packets? Um, my favorite song is probably Sex Packets, the, the title song. Mm -hmm. It was just a it's super group. I always, always loved that song. And then after that, probably um, Freaks of the Industry. Yeah. And then I loved, uh, I used to like Danger Zone, too. Mm. Your verse on Freaks of the Industry was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that one stands out. That, and of course, uh, I get around. Oh, like, speaking of that, yeah. I get around. The, My and, favorite part is always going to be this. When the last, oh man, I can't even fucking say it. I'm so amped about it because <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> because your homegirl you went to school with, that's cool, but. But did she tell you about your sister and your cousin thought I wasn't? Thought I wasn't. <laughs> I heard that. I always say this to this day. How was it? And I think you did have a little bit more shine on that on that song, the pocket shock. Like, how was how was that? And how was pocket energy in the studio? What was crazy is when we recorded that, Pocket already moved to Los Angeles. So he 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 had you know shock was shock made the beat and he was in the studio with, with Pac in LA but then the reels and everything they brought it back up to to the bay 
to get my verse. So Shock was in the studio with me, but Pac wasn't in the studio. Um, but but Shock actually, you know, I appreciate Shock because he really produced my vocals. You know, a lot of a lot of producers just make beats, right? right. And then they just say, "Go ahead and rap, rap." But Shock right. is a musician and a producer, and he actually, you know, coached me to make sure that my voice, you know, pitch up right here and don't say that, shorten that word and and drop it like you know what I mean, like change. Why don't you change that because of this? And I actually listened to his direction. Like I wrote the verse, but the way that I delivered it originally, initially, was probably a little more raunchy and street. And he he helped me clean it up to make it what it became. You know what I mean? Right. Every time I hear the line about I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom, I always get this story of me getting busy in a handicapped bathroom on a princess cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the way to the Hawaii and I was banging the chick in the handicapped bathroom. And now every time that part comes on, I'm reminded of this chick on the fucking cruise. Well, a funny story. One time we did a show and right after the show, um, this chick, I, I don't even know how, to, how it happened, but I guess she wanted to get banged in the, in the, in the bathroom. So he pulls her, he, you know, she follows him or he leads her into the bathroom with the whole crowd from the show following behind. And so he's in the bathroom stall and he's banging her in the whole, and everybody's leaning over the stall going, go home, T. 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 Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. The, I, was, uh, I, was, I was the touring life, too, of, of just being there. like just, uh, that, And one of your favorite memories of y'all too. What was one of your favorite memories on tour? And Man, just um, just the camaraderie, camaraderie, you know what I mean, between the different groups because, you know, obviously, I don't know how it is now with the younger groups because I don't really tour much with younger acts. You know, normally yeah, but- when we go out, we do like the legacy or legendary tours, you know, with your Ice Cubes, your MC Hammers, your Tone Loke. Like we have a show May 8th in Louisiana with Tone Loke and Tag Team. Awesome. You know, but those are the type of those are the type of lineups that I'm normally with. But I just remember back legendary. then. That's pretty back legendary. then we, you know, whether it was Public Enemy or Heavy D or MC Light, Big Daddy Kane, you know, we kind of looked out for each other and you know, it was like a, a brotherhood, like we would eat and you know eat our dinners in the cafeteria together like you know you walk in the cafeteria sit down next to flavor flavor or or kwame or whoever you know whoever's or two live crew mr mix you know what i mean it's just like hey what's up man how you doing and, and we eat and just well we were we were all together you know what would you like, say your personal highlight is um, i mean as far as what you like your career or like maybe a moment in your life that you remember them that stands out? Um, one of my moments when I was like, okay, you know, I was, I, um, so growing up, like I said, you know, I used to have like all Run DMC posters on my wall. You know, I was a hip hop, just maniac, right? I had a whole wall of Run DMC shit, you know, from right. the album covers to the, to the Word Up magazines and all that shit, right? Right. So, you know, once we're, we're like, um, I just remember I was 
in LA for something and I'm walking out of the airport and in walking towards me and walking in the airport was run for run DMC. Mm. And I was like, Oh shit it's run. And so he's walking and he stops and he looks at me. He's like, yo, he was like, ain't you the kid that, that wrapped on front? I mean, on I get around. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And he was like, shit was dope. And yeah. I was like, Perfect. I was like, that was my that was my kill me now moment. I did it. Right. Uh, what about uh, sports franchise? Do you have a favorite sports franchise? Like uh, the 49ers. There you go, 49ers. Good oh, choice. Man. Good choice. Good choice. What do you think of uh, what what do you think of new rap? I think of who? New rap? New uh, rap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's new rap is like all rap. It's some some bullshit and it's some dope shit. You know what I mean? That's just, it's always going to be that. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, um, hip hop is, is really built, was from the very beginning from, from the youth movement, right? So the youth are always going to drive and control what hip hop is. And as it, as it grows, it just, it evolves and it moves and, and, and they use it the way that they want to use it. So I say that to say is when I got into hip hop, first you know from um sugar hill gang and treacherous three and all of that you know you fast forward um you know five six seven years later to epmd rakim and and us it was totally different and they were probably looking at us like what is this 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 is not the shit we used to do you know what i mean it wasn't you know it wasn't y'all had y'all did not sound the same Right. And then, you know, and then you fast forward from us, even some of the stuff um, in, I guess, like by the early 2000s and mid 2000s, like with Jay-Z and and all that, that was the the subject matter and things started to change a little bit. But I I think that, you know, the basic elements of the hip hop kind of remained throughout. Right. It still was a lot of break beats and this, that and other. I think what changed only the one thing that I would say that I don't like about current rapping is no fault of of the rapper themselves. It's the industry and the money that was made is when it became a billion dollar industry, then the 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 labels and the big machines kind of dictated what would be allowed. And so that's where if something was popular, like when when uh, 50 Cent in the when he became the shit. The label's like, we need another one of that. And people want to, you know, we're trying to get out the hood. So they're going to make, you know, and they'll make something to sound exactly like that. So we got to a point where, you know, now sometimes I can listen to, I can turn on some new rap and I can't tell the difference between one or the other because they all make the same shit, right? (laughs) And I'm not shitting on it. It's like, but it sounds the same. But then, but I can say that, but still I can tell which ones are good. You know, because the ones that are really good will kind of cut through. I'd be like, it's the same shit, but who is that? Because that that's 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 interesting, right? Yeah. Like, so 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 talent cuts through, but I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with with what the youngsters are doing because it's it's their music. You know, they have a right to interpret it and do it the way that they want to do it. And for me, you know, I'm 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 the way that I feel like that I've re- kind of been able to manage and stay in this industry and, and survive is that willing to accept change and be willing to pivot 
right? So, you know, I, I can hear the new shit and I, I can borrow the parts of it that I like and the stuff that I don't. I just leave it alone. <laughs> right. right. And also, man, who, who, since we're talking about this too, um, who do you think right now as like one of the newest MCs right now that got your respect? Like, what are one of the new age era uh, of artists? I'll say I'll say somebody who got my respect and really mainly because of a song is Lil Baby. You know, right after the George Floyd thing and he made that song, I forget what it's called. It's the one he performed at the Grammy. Yeah. What's the name of that song? Oh, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it. But you know uh, the one I'm talking about. Right? I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah so 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 I gained, I gained a lot of respect. Huh? There's a hell of a performance. Yeah, yeah, bigger picture. So he gained my respect. When he put that song out, so right, you know, yeah, I was like, okay, man, because I, I this was really truly means a lot to me because we're talking about how how much a song had impact, and you've been in pretty much some of the songs that really impact me, like Trap to Brenda's Got a Baby. You even had a little line, in, not a line, like you had an appearance in Brenda's Got a Baby, and and listening to that. How much did Pac have impact on the group? And how much impact did Pac have on your life? On your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny because during the time, you know, we were big bro. You know what I mean? Because we kind of brought him in. But in hindsight, you know, like, you know, it's like he... And even to this day inspires me because just if you were ever in the room or in the studio with Pac and you and you could witness his work ethic and the way and how focused he was and how much drive he had towards reaching and obtaining his goal and, and the fact that nobody was going to tell him no or stop him from achieving those goals, like to really witness that and see it and to live with it every day, it rubs off on you. You know what I mean? Because you can when you when you get used to seeing that, when you when you see somebody else doing the opposite, it's it, it stands out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and so, um, so for me, he kind of, kind of, the drive that he had still drives me, because I know what what real drive and what real focus looks like. You know, I know what work ethic is. I can say, you know, we can we can tell anybody. We can try to tell ourselves that we're doing the best that we can do or we're doing as much as we can. But when you see somebody really doing it and you know what it looks like, yeah. you can't lie to yourself. You're like, no, nah, I'm not really doing everything that I can because <laughs> yeah. if Pac would be doing this and doing that. Yeah. Do you, um, you're, you have a book, too, called Hype Man? Yeah, I do have a book. Um, it's, it's written. It's finished. Um, I'm waiting to decide how I'm going to publish it. Okay. Um, a few options on the table. I hope to have it out this year. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. It's it, 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 it's it's you know, and it's the story of my whole life. Like I told you, you know, from you know, I don't want people to think of it as as a hip hop book or a book about rap shit. You know what I mean? It's about my life. So, like I said, it's me being privy to everything that was happening and being around coming up. With, the, with parents and, and the Black Panther Party raising me as a young child. Uh, also, 
surviving and navigating through Oakland in the mid the mid to late 80s when the crack epidemic hit and really, you know, a lot of the the crime and violence, the things that came behind that, you know, I had to I really lived through that. And then you move on to the to the early 90s with Digital Underground and Tupac and everything else. And then even after that, you know, what people don't know, a lot of things happened in my life, even after that I'll talk about in my book. You know what I mean? Some some tragedies, some things like that. But you know, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting read, you know, once it come out, I do. Ryan is probably the, Ryan is probably the biggest Tupac fan there oh, is yeah. in Canada. He, yeah. Uh, okay. he, he named, he named his dog after him. I was so, trying I mean, to get, I was trying to get my dog Tupac <laughs> to come here. Oh, uh, are you on, are you on, um, you're in Vancouver, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I used to like going to, uh, Richard's on Richard's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah the place has been closed now for maybe. 15 years but yeah yeah i know i know it's i know it's closed a long time ago but we we actually used to be in there okay. what do you think of that what do you think of van city then i never knew that you've ever been here so what do you think of van city loved it you know okay i mean obviously for people now it would it would it doesn't seem like much but you know if you if you're from there and you know like um you know vancouver was opened with the cannabis a long time yeah. ago. You yeah. know what I mean? So we used to go there, like we'd be performing in Vancouver and motherfuckers come up. It's like, I'll trade you this bud for one of your bud Weisers. You know what I'm saying? And give them a beer from the stage and they give you a big ass stick. And I remember one time we were in Vancouver and this dude gave me some weed. I'll never forget it. And it was so light green. It looked like it was glowing. Like almost like it glowed in the dark. And, but we had to leave we had to leave Vancouver that night and come back. So I couldn't take it with me. So, you know, and, I, and I'm not really a big smoker. So I gave it to our DJ and he was trying to smoke it all before we got back. <laughs> it's crazy shit. But I do remember one time I was there and I was giving these dudes in the bar some shit. You know, I was like, what's this, a boot? It's a boot, a boot, a boot. Oh, and I was yeah. fucking with him. <laughs> and he started getting mad. And then, um, and then, I, then I started talking about... Um, What's the dude's name on um South Park? Terrence and fucking oh, Terrence Phillips. Yeah, yeah. And they got upset. I thought it was funny. He was like, "That shit ain't funny. That's not how we are." And I was like, "Come on, man. What's that about?" We just we did an interview the other day with this uh, football guy from somewhere in Louisiana. And he couldn't understand a word I was saying, and he'd never heard anything even close to Canadian English before. So he probably didn't. You probably couldn't understand him either. No, yeah, he wasn't too bad actually. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but 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 we used to be. Hey, did y'all? Hey, go ahead. Hey, I'm just saying we used to be all the time. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Only one of you two talkers. My bad. My bad. Um, was y'all on um, Yo and TV Raps too? How was that working, like being a part of Yo and TV Raps back in the days? That was a real iconic, you know, interviews back in the days. How was it like talking to like people like Fab Five and you know Ed Lover and you know Dr. J? How 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 was it, you know, being on, was, on stuff like was, that? It was dope, but the, the dopest thing about it is the fact that we actually developed true friendships with a lot of these people. That you know we you know when you see them or if you you know even social media you can connect and find people right, but 
you know, you, you, you know, cause I have my own show to go way back to show. Yep. So I bring artists on my show and it's just real easy to talk to the legends because I already know them, right. you know, like we have history, you know, I have history with the history. Yeah. Cause right. I'm part of the history. Right. You know? And a little bit of the show too, cause I never knew you had a podcast at the uh, Looked at the interview, I was like, damn, I didn't know you had a podcast. And we're kind of, yeah, I had, uh, I had Roxanne Shantae on last night. I, know, I saw that. I saw that, and I was pretty impressed by that. I even he, he called me right away. He's like, "I'm so jealous." He's like, "He's like, Money B just had her on." I'm like, "No way!" <laughs> yeah. So I got a uh, Heather B next week, and probably you know Chuck Chill Out or Pharaoh Munch right after that. So you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a perfect lineup, man. For real, like I right. see, like, I'm, and another thing, man, I wanted to know: Are you going to try to get back in the studio? Or are you are you still going to get in the album or any new album from? Absolutely, from absolutely. Yeah, what's up with your new stuff? You want to plug it here? Is a good opportunity. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. Soon, you know, like, um, money being young, hump. We got like thirty songs in the can. We we were wrapping up right before the pandemic hit, and we just decided not to release anything during that time. Cause we couldn't go out and promote like our main tool of promotion is our shows because we have such a great show yeah. and we couldn't be out amongst the people. So we like, let's just sit on it. So we're going to go back through the catalog and see which songs are still relevant, touch up some of them. I'm also working on a solo album, the money B album and I have some other projects that I have my hand in and dabbling in. So, you know, the music is going to come and I'm going to release a soundtrack with my book. So, Oh, wow. That's dope. That's awesome. Hey, Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, I got one favorite yeah. movie. Favorite movie. My favorite movie. One of one of my favorite movie is Menace to Society because it just reminded me. It like every character in that movie, I knew somebody that had that same. Yeah. Character, you know, I knew every one of those characters. I knew personally, you know, in my real life. Hey, yeah. Money B, uh, we don't want to hold you too long. We yeah. know you got to yeah. go. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time for us today and coming on and chatting with us. We're big fans of yours, and we will continue to be big fans. We can't wait to hear your new shit. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, just um, stay tapped in on, on Instagram and Twitter at MoneyB69 because anything I do, I always promote it there and, or at the Digital Underground Facebook page or the MoneyB Facebook page, you know. Looking for the most beers on tap, great steaks, great staff? Head over to the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, sent you.